Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is People Every Day. Coming up, yay or nay? Why Kanye West has officially petitioned to change his name. And the COVID questions bubbling up ahead of his upcoming album release party in Chicago. Plus, inside Dog the Bounty Hunter and his daughter Bonnie's family feud. And why Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott gifted their three-year-old a whole yellow school bus. It's August 25th. Hello, hello, hello. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, returning after a week spent packing, moving, and unpacking dozens of boxes. I have officially moved west, and I am so excited to be back with you all. There's still boxes to be unpacked, of course, but I like to unpack the biggest news of the day even more so there. (laughs) Well, I have to start off on a somber note today because this marks the 20th anniversary of singer Aaliyah's tragic death. She was just 22 when her airplane went down in the Bahamas following a video shoot. She was so talented, her her voice and her dancing. I remember getting a VHS tape to record MTV, playing her video, Are You That Somebody? So I could learn the choreography, and I did. (laughs) And now even younger generations are getting to enjoy her music as her estate has finally released her music catalog. So I'll be downloading that for sure. Another sad loss in the music world, Charlie Watts, legendary drummer for the Rolling Stones, has died at the age of 80. A spokesperson said, quote, he died peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. And it went on to say Charlie was one of the greatest drummers of his generation. And now one more loss that everyone is talking about, the sudden death of 31-year-old hockey player Jimmy Hayes, who died just one day after celebrating his son's second birthday. People.com sports editor Lindsay Kimball is on to take us into the details of this story. He was found dead in his home in Massachusetts. It is still unclear what his cause of death was. It hasn't yet been publicly released. His wife, Kristen, though, has been posting on social media and sharing her grief with the world. The couple had just celebrated their son Bo's second birthday over the weekend with family and friends. In a post on Instagram on Tuesday night, Kristen revealed that the couple had just taken family photos last week. She wrote, little did I know they would be our last photos of a family of four. She said, I have no words. I'm heartbroken. We miss you. We love you. You should be here. Now, Jimmy has had a lengthy career. He started at Boston College and then was signed by the Toronto Maple Leafs into the NHL in 2008. He eventually was traded to the Florida Panthers, playing his first full season for the NHL before moving back to his hometown in 2015 on a three-year contract with the Boston Bruins. He hadn't played in the NHL since the 2018-2019 season. Jimmy's brother, Kevin Hayes, 
also plays in the NHL for the Flyers. Kevin posted a heartbreaking Instagram earlier this week explaining their relationship and noting that he always followed his brother around from Boston College and youth hockey to the NHL. He said, Jimmy paved the way for me. Thanks, Lindsay. So terrible. All right. There were some lighter things happening out there today that caught my eye. Uh, Lil Nas X and Taco Bell are a thing. (laughs) He's signed on as their new chief impact officer, and they've partnered up for promotions and branding surrounding his song Montero. And funny enough, he used to work at Taco Bell just five years ago. So as he said recently, quote, life has come full circle. I officially work at Taco Bell again. And then, okay, there was this news that Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott, who, as we know, are expecting again, well, they just surprised their three-year-old daughter, Stormy, with her own, get this, school bus. Because, as they explained it, they wanted her to have that, you know, authentic back-to-school experience. This is her own personal school bus. Full size. No comment. I'm just passing along that fascinating information. (laughs) Now it's time to dig in and hop over to another headline, fairly related or family related, Kanye West. Or should I say, yay West. Kanye has officially petitioned for his name change. We've known about his desire to legally go by yay since maybe 2018. He's finally made the leap. People's Charlotte Triggs is here to talk about this new change and the third Donda release party happening in Chicago tomorrow. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Janine, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So uh, Kanye has always been one of those one name celebrities. We never really need to say his last name anyway. But Ye is obviously very distinct as well. So I guess that's still, you know, going to remain the same. What do you think of this change? I guess so. I mean, are we sure that it's Ye and not Ye? Because there's Yeezy, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like there might be some like market confusion here. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Kanye was rather short enough. And now we have to all go remember something else. But that's okay. Well, we can do it. Kanye, add the accent so we all just know how you want it to. (laughs) Yes, please. Maybe he can say it at the concert so that we know. Yeah. Like, I I think this is smart. I think this is fun. Like, it kind of gives me those Diddy vibes. Puff Daddy, Diddy, uh, love. It's kind of fun. It keeps it interesting, right? You know what I mean? Like, going back to, like, the artist formerly known as Prince, right? You know what I mean? People just changing it up. And making you like go, you know, go with the flow on it. It's just kind of funny. I like it. I like it. But let's talk a bit more about this third listening party he's hosting tomorrow in Chicago. Proud attendee here of the first one. Uh, But so much has changed since I attended Atlanta. Well, maybe... Maybe so much has and so much hasn't when I attended the Atlanta one in July. So what do we know about this event coming up? Well, I think everybody was pretty excited to see what it's going to look like for the pure artistry of it and the, you know, value right there. You know what I mean? He's going to have a replica of his childhood home, which of course is pretty interesting. And it's like, there's a lot of um, poetic insights that people like to pull from this. You know what I mean? Because it's like, he he does reveal so much about his own life, his background, his childhood, his marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. his music and stuff like that. I think that this event stands to be shrouded in controversy slightly because it's made headlines that they're they're basically not going to have all that many protocols, mm. which people have gotten used to being kind of a requirement for these large scale concerts. Um, there's not going to be any kind of vaccine requirement and there's not going to be a testing requirement, which is something that a lot of people have kind of gotten used to expecting. And I was surprised to hear that because I recall having read from the Atlanta one that you were 
in attendance for that there were people outside like vaccinating people on the spot. Like, and I, I guess maybe that was just happenstance, like a, a group coincidentally doing that at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was zero question about my vaccination status oh, well, or mm. even if I would be wearing a mask or not. Mm. Um, it was kind of laissez-faire in Atlanta. I wasn't expecting as big of a, an event. I, I heard listening party. And for some reason in the pandemic, I completely forgot what a Kanye listening party is like. And oh. I, I went out there. I was thinking it was going to be in a part of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. No, it was the entire, it was a concert. This was the first like mass event I had been to. Um, I was one of the very few wearing a mask. Also, July was another, let's just be real. July was another world. Like all of the corporations were making their return to office plans. Yeah. Everybody was enjoying their summer still for the yeah. July. Everybody didn't really think that anything was happening. And then kind of towards the end of July, August is when the Delta variant really became, it became super obvious and the guidance started changing, indicating yeah. that like, we're not through this yet and stuff is not resolved. Yeah. And then you saw all those memes like my summer plans and then the yes. Delta variant. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Ruined everything. What that does to your plans. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so, so it's at Soldier Field tomorrow at 9 p.m. in Chicago. I think one of the last big events, right, would have been Lollapalooza in that area. Yeah. And they did require proof mm -hmm. of vaccination, which is like, you know, that's not the universal standard by any stretch of the imagination, but it is becoming more common. I just went to a restaurant yeah. where they required that and like other restaurants don't. So it's like really like all over the place. I guess Soldier it Field, is. the actual requirement at Soldier Field is just masking and social distancing mm -hmm. and at certain outdoor spots that are considered like outdoors enough that you can social distance safely. They're not actually requiring masking. So it's, you know, they're abiding by the local mandates. It's just it kind of is a little surprising because of everything that we're hearing in the news. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and they did say that they've reduced the capacity. So mm -hmm. it was 63,000 that they were going to allow. Now it's just 38,000 fans. Um, still a lot. That's still a way bigger crowd than I've been in this whole time. I don't know about you, but... Like, how well, was the Atlanta one? Th that might thanks have been. to Kanye. It was over 40,000 people. Wow. Thanks to Kanye. That was my first big outdoor situation. Um, but I mean, Janine, you'll certainly remember this, but it's like, I, you know, in order for these concerts to be profitable, they really do have to be able to fill the venue, right? Because of the yeah. pure overhead costs. My understanding is it's like you can't really do limited capacity events because then you're not recovering your costs. Is that correct? It is correct. And, and honestly, this is how musicians are making their money in general, you know, unless you're yeah. not the Taylor Swifts or the juggernauts of the, like, this is it, this is their bread and butter. But I will say being here in LA, there's no hotter ticket than the Greek theater. Like it's outdoor oh, wow. open air. I think it was her who did her last concert there. Cynthia Revo. I think John Legend's going to be there. So the people are trying to find those spaces that at least, you know, give you some space and give you some breathing room, literally. Next up, Charlotte helps me break down what all the drama is about between reality star Dog the Bounty Hunter and his daughter Bonnie. Stick around. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, the last story we have to get into today, Charlotte, is surrounding Bonnie Chapman. She's the daughter of Dwayne Dog, the bounty hunter Chapman of reality TV fame. And she is speaking out against her father, accusing him of racism, homophobia, and cheating on her late mother, Beth Chapman. Uh, The racism claims have actually been corroborated by Dog's former network, who says that's one of multiple reasons they cut ties with him. All of this drama is why Bonnie, who identifies as pansexual, says she wasn't invited to her father's wedding to fiance Francie Frayne. It's supposed to happen in a week. There's so much drama. I have never watched this show. So Charlotte, first, give me and everyone else a little background on Dog and his family. You know, he's very popular on our website. And uh, of course, his show was very popular. But a lot of people will remember him from his show, Dog the Bounty Hunter, that was on A&E. And it was basically like sort of like a modern day version of Cops, I guess, where you go out and you like have a bounty and then you go get the guy and then, you know, whatever. So and he's this very colorful character, like made for reality TV, uh, gunslinging, crazy hair, like just bodacious, loud, crazy people. Right. So he and his wife, Beth, were really at the heart of the show. And Beth... Unfortunately, she got throat cancer and died two years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Reflected on the fact that Beth was really the one that kind of kept him focused on his career and business, and like you know, kind of staying the course. And it sounds as though subsequent to that, he was kind of like caught saying terrible things. And um, he had a project that was going to be on Unleashed TV. It was going to be called Dog Unleashed. And he ended up getting the boot from that show because he used uh, racial and homophobic epithets towards other production members. Wow! And the network just decided to cut bait and that they didn't want to work with him. So cut to his daughter was offered the chance to collaborate with the network on a show called The System, which is somewhat the flip side of the coin, right? Where it was going to address kind of issues of social justice, the sorts of things Mm. that like Kim Kardashian's interested in, right? Like um, reform and things like that. And so anyway, he's very much not down for that. She straight up alleges that they had a falling out over the issue of Black Lives Matter. I'm sure the fact that she's collaborating with the network that fired him mm-hmm. is the like ignition point, you know what I mean? But that they have fundamental differences on issues of social justice and race. Yeah. She, she said she wasn't invited to his wedding because that was a factor as well. He moved on, I guess people. He did move on pretty quickly. I'll, I'll just remark. I know I noticed stuff like that. Yeah. But she said it was because of her choice to participate in social justice in Black Lives Matter protests and with the system, a show, you know, that's that's on that same streaming platform. So, I mean, I highly disagree with his stance, um, but also 
you're not going to invite your own daughter to your wedding. So like Charlotte, where would you draw the line in terms of, you know, these family differences that we're seeing across the board um, when it comes to a lot of this stuff? God, I mean, it's hard. You know, the thing is, is that people will believe what they believe. And most families are never going to be in the same situation of having these sorts of issues highlighted publicly because they're public figures with television shows where they talk about their opinions. I do have to probably point out that they deny the allegations and they claim that um, his daughter Bonnie's allegations are false and an attempt Mm -hmm. to derail their wedding. And Mm. disgruntled former associates are behind this. But yeah, what does what does one do? It's an impossible situation. But I suppose it's like you know, if they're getting married and these these two parts of the family have fundamentally cleaved off and can't reconcile their differences, it's probably better if they just don't be in the same room. Absolutely. And 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 Bonnie, for her part, she said, "I'm sorry, but I can't defend my dad's racism when it comes to the system or Unleashed TV. My father was fired by the platform for using a racial and homophobic epithet toward my fellow cast members on the show, which is about social justice advocacy and protesting violence and racial bias by police. I have expressed time and time again my ever-growing disappointment in my father's progression into his old racist." ways. Wow. The other thing about it is that it's like in another era, in an era where there weren't social media, most people wouldn't really know what one another thinks about stuff. You know what I mean? But now everybody's been prompted to like self-identify by what political party they like, like say who they're voting for, say whether they believe in getting a vaccine. You know what I mean? Like everybody is sharing everything. And so I feel like in the 90s, even in like early 2000s, like people just wouldn't naturally have occasion to talk about these things. And now it's in your face every day from everybody that you know. That was People's Charlotte Tricks. For the latest on Kanye West and Dog the Bounty Hunter, head over to people.com. And now something to make you smile. There is a bright young talent who will soon rock an iconic red sweater in a production based on a timeless movie all about tomorrow. <laughs> 12-year-old Selena Smith has been cast as the title character in NBC's Annie Live. The young actress has been acting since age seven and will star in the production alongside Taraji P. Henson, Titus Burgess, Harry Connick Jr., and Nicole Scherzinger. Here's what she told Access Hollywood about booking the big gig and those jitters. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like nervous. I would say like excited nervous or like just like butterflies in my stomach nervous because, you know, it's just such a big project that I'm just so excited to be able to perform it, be able to recreate. So cute. She's just got it factor written all over her. And you can catch her on Annie Live airing December 2nd on NBC. All right. I will talk to you all tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) Have a good one. Thank you.